You ever been into a conspiracy? Too many, yes. Definitely. Yes. I've I've never been more I think it was COVID. <laughs> I've never been more conspiracy prone in my life. Hold on. You said COVID like because you had more time or because No, because of the genesis of COVID <laughs> and how COVID transpired and who was behind it. Yeah. Don't get me started on this pod. Don't make me go on record on all this stuff. I've just I'm I'm fascinated with them. I think that they're I'm now I'm more conspiracy prone than ever. Pastor Chad, have you heard any of the conspiracies about you? <laughs> no, this is not real. This is not what I saw coming at all. <laughs> I have not. And oh, I mean. <laughs> conspiracies every, about me? Well, okay. I think it's funny because there's like stuff that to me is like common knowledge to all of us that people are like theorizing about. I'm like, it's this, it's this. I'm like, we talked oh, about yes, what this is. I saw well, this. During the Haley and Selena drama, everyone was like, Chad Veach is the connection between all of them. And all hey, you were the mastermind of, of all of it. Guys, I can't. <laughs> All that I really remember about conspiracies was I do remember Pizzagate. That was a whole conspiracy <laughs> yeah. thing. I do remember. I remember just being kind of like, what just happened? Yeah, same. That, that was a bizarre deal. Yeah, people don't understand that you don't necessarily run all of your stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm looking at your comments like, what's happening? Yeah, yeah. I, I think like um, anything like Burning Man, conspiracy behind it. Maui Fires conspiracy behind it yes uh i mean the list goes on and on and on and i'm just like oh my gosh it's hard for me to go like who do i trust mm. yeah that's why i want to go on record and just say leadership leaning can be trusted <laughs> yes we yes. are a credible source of information <laughs> we're in the middle we're 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 not we're on we're on neither party we're on god's team yeah yes <laughs> No conspiracies here. Do you guys think that we really did land on the moon? Okay, I was going to go there. What do you, I mean, I guess, I'm guessing everything now. I'm guessing everything. Everything. It's, I think we did. I think so too. Uh, JFK, you know, yeah. just the tons of stuff. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable the conspiracies that are out there. I'm more like the people that come up with these conspiracies and connections have to be a little crazy but they're also brilliant people like how did you make those connections they just look so believable yes it's unbelievable they look they look like uh like they're actual journal journalists they're not <laughs> they are not no they have just as much intel as you and i have and they're coming coming up with the craziest conclusions <laughs> i wonder oh let's bring it back i wonder if it was like this in jesus's day Oh. I wonder if they were conspiring. Mm. Was he the king of the Jews? Was he who he says he was? You know, I heard so-and-so met him at a well. Oh, don't make me preach on a... Let's get into leadership right now. Come on, let's go. You could have got me preaching right there. If there was an organ, if there was an organ, I would have gone crazy. If there was a Hammond B-52 behind me, it would have been over. I would have just. I'm putting. Can you add Hammond? Oh yeah, that's a great button. Mm -hmm. That is a great button. Welcome everybody to Leadership Lean In. If you're new to our cast, aka this pod, we are a podcast that is all about the subject of leadership, and we believe that, as Craig Rochelle says, when the leader gets better, everybody gets better. And we're trying to lean into the subject. We're leaning into wisdom. We're leaning into understanding, leaning into leadership just to get a little bit better. We cannot promise perfection, but one thing, by golly, we're going to promise. 
and that is progress. Is. We're going to get better. We're not where we want to be, but thank God we're not where we used to be. Uh, we're getting better. So uh, today, very excited. Uh, we are going to be jumping into your guys's uh, the Leaner Nation. <laughs> it still makes me <laughs> laugh that we've, we've just kind of ran with the nation joke, the nation of leaners. A small little mighty nation. Uh, the the leaners have uh, submitted their questions. We're giving responses today. It's a Q and R. It's a Q and A. It's a Q and us uh, day. Uh, and I want to thank everybody that subscribes and comments and shares and likes. And um, honestly, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah. Subscribe to our Spotify, Apple, Pandora, wherever you listen to. I love saying the Pandora one. <laughs> yeah. The Pandora one gets me every time. It's the accent. That you yeah. Just I throw it on there every time. <laughs> but um, make sure that you uh, subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the. I mean, the content on this podcast is just unbelievable chad you can't say that's yours okay let's jump into some questions yeah. from the nation great okay we've got a question from robert that says how do you get people to keep pushing when things get difficult and not to quit wow this is i mean come on i was talking to a leader the other day and he was saying um you know year x of his organization and they went on their staff retreat and he goes you know the hardest problem is these people have been with me for so many years and so long and i sometimes find the pressure to keep them motivated mm. how do i keep them inspired was what he was saying and i think that's kind of the first of all it starts with me you know passion bleeds vision bleeds out so i think i got to stay motivated I got to stay inspired. I got to mm. stay learning because if I don't have a fresh thought, a fresh attitude, a fresh excitement, fresh vision, how could I expect others? So I think when things get tough, I think I got to model it. I got to model it with my, uh, not just my words. Words are so powerful. We understand the power of life and death are in the tongue, but I think it's more than um, words. It's setting the bar. It's setting the example. It's setting a standard yeah. for difficult times. I think... I think also, let's just play law of opposite for a moment. I think you also have to be careful to continue to set the standard in great success. Mm. Mm. You know, I think, let's use a proverb for a second. A man is tested by the praise he receives. So there's, a te there's two types of tests in leadership. There's the failure test, when things are hard and they're not going well, who, who was I found to be? And when we're crushing it, who was I found to be? Yeah. I think on both sides, let us be marked with great resolve, great humility, great values, great work ethic. In other words, here's the goal of leadership. I don't change. Yep. Mm. The season could change. The team could change. The, the outcomes. I, I love Nick Saban. Nick Saban was uh, in a press conference and he said, you know what really messes things up? Results. Because results distract us from the process. Wow. Wow. And it's a commitment to the process really over the results. And I think we are in a result-driven society that we, we are so swayed by results. And I think it, what I have found is to just, no matter what the result, get up and go. Yeah. yeah. Be the same person. Yeah. I think that, sorry. Was, no, go ahead. Well, I love, it reminds me of, we have staff devotions every week. And we always go through what's coming up. And certain seasons here at Zoe, at our organization, at the church, are busier than others, you know. And sometimes, like, the holidays are really busy. There's a lot of big projects. And I think there's space for pe people to potentially, you know, be a little 
freaked out or a little stressed, like, oh my gosh, this is tomorrow, this is a big, this big event. But we keep the same attitude, no matter what season we're mm-hmm. in. It's, yeah. We're excited, it's gonna be fun, we're in this together, Yes. we're here, we're pumped out of our minds, no matter yeah. if it's gonna be a lot of work or if it's a, you know, a more chill season. Like, we have that same mindset and the, that culture is contagious, you know? When I was a student, I remember thinking like, wow, there's a lot going on and everyone is so light. Everyone is so inspired. Everyone is so excited. And that really bleeds into the way you think about work and the way you approach it. No one's scared. Everyone's like, yeah, we're going to get it done. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. That's right. That's right. It, it, it bleeds into the culture. And I think it's um, it's very important to me. Um, I've had some really bad seasons where it wasn't going the way I wanted and it was really dark and and and, and frustrating and um, it, almost like embarrassing. Um, and I've had seasons where it's like, whoa, this is really special and really fun. And I think that I've learned through failure um, just to stay the same person. Yeah. You know, to be a, a rock of consistency um, that I'm not moved. It doesn't change the way I work. A, a, a big season or a small season can't change who I am. I'm not defined by my results. I'm more defined by my character. Yeah, and I think there's like, um, the, you know, there's a weird tension of leaders who felt like they had to be superheroes. There you, know? you go. Like they, it, instead of showing people how to work through weakness or work through difficult times, they just try to put on a facade that there was no hard times. Right, right, You right. know, that, that everything was always good and that yeah. led to, you know, crazy expectations right or there's just no model for that and so i think mm. you know something i love about your leadership you and pastor julia it's like you're not afraid to say hey this isn't where we want to be yeah, yeah. this is mm-hmm. this is the steps we're taking this yeah. is the attitude we're going to have yeah and you know that makes it for all of us whenever we feel that way we go oh wait we have a, now we have a road map yeah. yeah you know and i think it's important you know uh i think andy stanley said it years ago people admire your strengths but they relate with your weaknesses totally and so no one has a superhero cape on yeah, yeah. and anybody that's pretending to we all know like bro <laughs> you're just like us yeah you're just uh, a human with so many limitations and so i'm impressed with people that can acknowledge yeah. and people that can you know um I, I keep using this word, but it's of a sober mindset. Sobriety yeah. is such a big deal in leadership, I think, because it's it's not measuring myself too high or too small. It's having an accurate, modest view of self. Mm. That's a big deal. And if you when, if you have that, you never you never think you're the smartest person in the room or you're the best, but you're not the worst either. Yeah. And you're not the low. You just got an accurate, modest view of self. I think you said that that was the definition of humility once. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so good. It's so it's such a big deal. All right, let's go to another one. All right, here's another one. I think this one has to do with capacity maybe. But okay. It says, uh, this is from Chase. How do you handle people who think they're re- working really hard, but you know they aren't? <laughs> wow, that's a good one. Uh, Chase, name names. Let's just <laughs> let's just go. Let's just call them out. Let's just everyone, throw them under the bus. Everyone yeah. who listens to the podcast and has a boss named Chase is like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I always think like, first of all, you know, um, it's so funny that th- this question is um, to me a very generational question too. 
Because, you know, an older generation just has a, a whole different mindset on work ethic mm -hmm. and what work is and what real work is. And I think we have to be careful because we you don't want to, as you grow older as a leader, you don't want to be the guy that's like, when I was walking to school in the snow. Uphill and, both ways. Yeah, it's like, it's like the fish gets bigger every year. You, you become a hero or a legend in your mind more every year. Yep. And I think you got to be careful to not... Um, you know, treat people petty and treat people like what they're doing is insignificant yeah. because all that's really exposing is a capacity issue. There might be a character issue attached to it, but it's really capacity. This is all this person can handle right now. Right. To them, this is a big deal. Yep. Now, the, I think the older you get, the more your capacity has to just expand. Mm -hmm. the, your care. You know, when I was younger, I cared about this little sliver of life. And as I got older and got married and had a kid and two kids and three kids and four kids and now I'm not just caring about a generation. I'm caring about a whole community and just you all your whole life is an expansion. Mm -hmm. And so I think that when we look at people and go like, they're not working hard. I think we have to also be mindful. This is their capacity right now. And this is what they're able to do. Now, I need to also be able to go, can what their current capacity can can handle, can that work within our organization? Right, right. Because maybe... Um, God bless them. They're not at the you know the largest capacity right now, and I need them to be bigger in, in terms of what they can care for. We have to journey that. We have to address that. We have to. I think it's always about leaning into somebody's world and also helping them develop systems, helping them with time management. Mm. You know, a lot of times people don't have a lot of life skills because nobody showed them how to live life really well. Right. You know, that's just, thank God for great parents, but not everybody had great parents, to no. be honest. Not everybody had a great model of what work ethic was. Right. And um, it's amazing. We go every summer to Alabama, and um, we go spend time with um, our good friends, the Domains. And I watch as Harrison and his father, when we wrap up a day of boating, and I watch them clean up, you know, the boat, mm -hmm. and the way that they work, and the way that they care for every detail of you know, uh, toweling this thing down and taking care of everything, making sure it's clean and the dock and the boat and then getting up to the area and just, uh, and these guys, the, you know, you ever watch, you ever want to watch people work really hard, watch people around boats mm. because you've <laughs> got to be really into yeah. the details yeah, it's yeah. True. to make sure you can, you know, do this for a long time. Yeah. And, but I'm watching a son with the father and it's being modeled. Work ethic is being modeled. Really good. You know, so I think it's always important that we model it we lean into people's space and show them how to be able to accomplish more. Um, we give people resources. We pe give people a chance. And so if to answer the question, if people aren't working as hard as you think they should be, let's journey before we just throw them out. Yeah. Uh, this is a conversation I think we've had. I don't, I, I don't remember if we had it here or somewhere else, but do you think people are born, you know, with a bigger capacity than other people? Or do you think that's just we're all baseline and then it's developed from there? No, I definitely think people are born with a certain capacity of what they can handle. You know, this morning, you know, I wrote about, um, you know, today is the 6th of September, and I wrote about uh, in Proverbs 6, um, I went by the lazy man's house. You know, how long are you going to slumber? And then he says, in the last verse I wrote about today, he said, um, he said, boom, poverty will come upon you that fast. So to me, I'm, I'm down to help anybody it's so funny. My father-in-law was here and he walked into uh, our, our meeting the other day and he said, you know, just the way he talks, he goes, it's hard to separate a lazy man from his sheets. 
What a line. It just, it's That's hard to separate a lazy man from his sheets. What he's saying is, if you're lazy, you're lazy. Yep. You're going to stay in bed. So if someone really wants to work, but they don't know how to, I'll journey with them. I'll help you. I'll lean in your world. But... I would rather try and pull somebody back that's a self-starter yeah. than have to poke somebody with a stick to get them to go. So that's, to me, um, some people are born with a greater capacity, of course, but let's look at, are you disciplined? Are you devoted? Do you have the ability to work hard? And that, to me, it, it comes before capacity. Before we ever talk about talk yeah. about capacity, let's talk about, are you a self-motivator? Mm-hmm. If you're a self-motivator, we can figure out the rest. Right, right, right. Really good. Agreed. Let's go. What's the next one? Uh, The next one is from Chris. It says, how do second chair leaders support their teams? So I guess someone who's like kind of like second in command and they're kind of an in-between position. Second chair. Is that what it said? Mm -hmm. Second chair cheerleaders, how they support Mm -hmm. the person that's in charge. And their teams below. So Yeah, great. Yeah. Well, I just think like, first of all, it doesn't matter what chair you're in. Yeah. That's that support encouragement uh, you like i just can't encourage everybody enough you got to go get the energy bus by john gordon i think it's all almost sold up to three million copies now something about having good teammates now, this is a big value of mine i just yeah. despise bad teammates i despise people that bicker backbite uh have an agenda uh are, aren't trusting kind of over their shoulder looking around like no team can thrive with with a teammate like that that to me is where the toxicity rests the toxicity rests the cancer rests on that person mm. because growth and momentum only happen when there's trust mm-hmm. and there's unity and so to answer this person's question how do you do that well you start with the desire to do it because remember whatever you go for you get Whatever you're after, you're going to achieve. Mm. So if I want to be a good teammate, I'm going to be a good teammate. Right. If I want to be an encouragement, I'm going to be an encouragement. Yeah. If I want to be a blessing, I'm going to be a blessing. So it starts with the, the desire to be a good teammate. And then I just kind of figure out, go like, this is so small, but, you know, on this group text this morning between uh, Natalie and Maddie, Maddie texted me and said, um, hey, I'm at Blue Bottle. Would you like anything? And I said to her, absolutely, like Americano, I'll send you a Venmo right now. And she says, um, no need to Venmo. That's a good teammate. Yeah. I'm going to bring you a, a coffee because you probably need one. <laughs> and no, I'm, I just want to bless you. Yeah. That's an encouragement. Totally. Yeah. No, no one said, you know, you should do this. She just thought to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that being a good team is the desire to add value. I think... I love this Arnold Schwarzenegger docu- documentary that just came out on Netflix. Watch it. I gotta watch it. Yeah, yeah. and 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 I can't get over this line. I keep saying to my boys, "Make yourself useful," and 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 so it's like when you're when you're staying around with you, just with your hands in your pockets, like what are you doing? Yeah, make yourself useful. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And so if I have the desire to be a good teammate, I I want you watch. I will be one. Because I'm thinking about them, not about me. The person that is self-preserving, mm. self-territorial, self-focused um, um, never wins. Yeah. But others focus, team focus always wins. Hey, leaners, we're here to talk about our sponsor. And today it's probably one of my favorites, which is HelloFresh. And I love HelloFresh. They sent us 
the absolute best little shrimp meals. I'm, I'm a pescatarian, so I, I love all the different seafood options. They also do vegetarian meals. They do regular family style meals. They do so many different things that fit your lifestyle. It's so easy, you don't have to go to the grocery store. You go online, pick your meal options, and I think that for a leader, Time is valuable. Time is money. This is saving you time. It's saving you grocery store craziness. It's saving you sanity. And it's just delicious and easy to cook. So we love HelloFresh. And go, you should go to HelloFresh.com slash 50lean and use code 50lean for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. It's pretty crazy. I'm going to say it again so you don't forget. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50lean and use code 50lean for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. It's America's number one meal kit. You should get HelloFresh. Back to the episode. I think, you know, you're talking about getting a cup of coffee and, you know, hey, don't worry about the Venmo and stuff. Like that, that is a great teammate on so many levels, just the whole coffee thing. Praise God for that. (laughs) But I think... Integrating radical hospitality into your teams. Yeah. It's really good. You know, not making hospitality a team or a department That's in right. business or, you know, but having that culture. That's right. Where, you know, um, there's a, you know, all the time we're getting each other coffees on, on staff and stuff and no one ever goes, you know, it's just kind of known. Hey, I got, if, if they offer it. Got you. It, we got you. Cause yeah. I know tomorrow. You're gonna yeah 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 yeah. It's gonna be right. Yeah, it's it's reciprocated. Yeah, but I love that idea. Uh, This whole Maddie, what you just said with this coffee, it's it's inspiring me. I want to be radically hospitable to my teammates and make them feel like, you know, even the small thing. It's like when you when you get that text message, it feels like a little Christmas present. That's right. You know, Mm -hmm. and 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 again, I can't emphasize it enough. It just it all starts with the desire. Yeah. It starts with even thinking, being self-aware to think about others. Someone yeah. else. Huge. All right, let's go to the next one. All right, here's one. How do you best prepare your team when you take an extended period of time off? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. You that's just great. did this. I, yeah, I just you did it. You you did it well? I thought a lot <laughs> while I was gone, I wish I would have done it better. I, I, I think that where I would have missed this year, I think the, the 4th of July and the calendar just kind of was a little funky and travel was a little funky. I think, you know, Jesus is the greatest leader in the in the, in the history of the world, in yeah. my opinion. So what does he do before he leaves? He gets them all together. Mm-hmm. And he looks them in the eyes. And he tells them exactly what he wants them to go do. And I just think, there it is. I sent uh, really a great message. So there's a digital form. But if I would go back, I wish I could have had eye, eye contact and said, hey, I'm going to go away. This is what I want you to do. And because I think that Jesus is, is, is the perfect model for this. You need to tell people exactly what you want. I think that people really want to know what's my mark. Hmm. Yeah. What's success? Define it for me. Show me what it is. I'll try. I'll try my, I can't promise you perfection, but I can promise pr- progress. I'm going to do my best to hit the mark. So tell me what the mark is while you're gone. Yeah. So I think setting people up is just, I don't like it when there's hidden expectations and people aren't very clear with their expectations. Yeah. I like to just know, like, what do you expect from me? Because then I, you know, it's like, to be honest, it's like signing a contract. Mm. When I sign a contract, I really try and read through this thing <laughs> to know if I can deliver on it or not. Yep. And if I like the terms, it's like, all right, I, I can deliver on that. Let's do that. So I think it's just about setting clear expectations while you're gone of what you don't want and what you do want. Yeah, I was thinking too, like, 
you, you know, we did the uh, keep your eye on the ball, you know, uh, a couple podcasts ago. And it's like, if you don't tell us where the ball is, yeah, it's going to mm-hmm. be really hard to knock it out of the park. Right. And then my mind goes to, this, to the parable of the talents, right? And the, the master says, hey, this is what I want you to do. Yeah, exactly. And, I'm going to be away. Do this. Yeah. And, and, you know, two of these guys said, okay, that's how I hit a home run. Well, I'm going to hit a grand slam. Yes. You know, and they took it that next level. And I think that's what every opportunity, if, you know, if your leader is leaving, you have the opportunity for them to come back and go like, whoa. And I always think like, first of all, loyalty is never proven in front of my face. It's always proven behind my back. Who you are when I'm not around is a bigger deal than who you are when I'm in your presence. So that's how loyalty is proven. But I also think success is determined not when the leader is there, but who are they when the leader is gone? When you're gone, it says more about who you are than when you're there. So I just think it's the leadership uh, that you've been working on is really tested when you're away. Mm-hmm. So if it's going to be tested while you're away, at least give some clear expectations of like, yeah. I'm going to be away. This is what you're going to probably face. And so uh, try and do X, Y, and Z. I, I think it's, I think it's important. I love it. April. Okay. Jimmy asks, how, how can you go about leading others on your team when they are much older than you? Ooh. Well, April, how do you lead us? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, well, April, <laughs> you take this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm just uh, here. I'm just here for comedic relief. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just here with my frog. I just realized you have a frog as your case. Oh, yeah, it's Kirobi. It's who? Kirobi yeah, from I, Sanrio. From what? <laughs> Let's not. Let's not. I'll take this question then, April. Um, how do you lead people? I think that the first thing it starts with is not being intimidated. So let, let's let's just look at, you know, okay, so Paul says to Timothy, he says, okay, don't let anybody look down on you. So so he's, he's being clear. He's going like, hey, you have a responsibility here. Don't let people look down on you. Hmm. Don't let, don't, don't, don't let it be despised that you're, you're a younger leader, but you set the example. So other people are going to throw spears at me if I am trying to be a leader and I've got all these character issues and flaws and i'm talking this way and i'm messing around i'm doing this and that and the other and the old people are like you you're supposed to be my leader look at you yeah you have to set the bar you got to set the standard so i think it's about having you know impeccable character i think it's about saying like the reason only reason why i'm qualified to lead people that are older than me is because i'm trying my best to live as a walking living breathing example mm-hmm. and so that gives me authority so my authority does not come from my age my authority comes from my lifestyle that's great i live it yep. and because i live it i can talk about it so it's like I'll never forget one year, um, this is like in uh, early 2000s, a guy that we were working with didn't vote. Mm. So voting came around, and so the staff I was working at, they said, you know, did you guys vote? And this guy said, I didn't vote. And one of the guys on staff said, dang, so you you can't talk about politics for the next four years. Wow. He said, you, you don't have the authority. You have no authority on it. You didn't, you, you, you're not involved in it. And I, I, I remember him I remember kind of being taken back. Like, wow. I think what he's saying is um, you have authority to talk about stuff that you do, stuff that you participate in, stuff that you're walking out. So I, I have a, I have great authority on money. Why do I have authority on money? Because I live it. Yeah. 
So I have authority on generosity. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I have a th- I have authority. And to be honest, a great leader, in my opinion, has authority on every issue. Right. <laughs> not 100%. like it's not like one issue is like. Right. <laughs> yeah. I can't really talk right now. You know, that's my. It's not, no, I've I have authority mm-hmm. because of how I live. Yeah. So it doesn't matter my age. My age does not determine how great I am. Now, of course, I think that you need to develop and you need to have experience. And it's, you know, it's kind of dumb for somebody that's single to give marriage advice. And it's kind of some dumb for somebody without kids to give parent advice. I understand. But as far as age goes, it's in, in leadership. How do you lead people that are older than you? You've got to up the ante on your character. And have impeccable character, which I just think is so underrated. Yeah. Having integrity, being who you say you are, mm-hmm. being consistent, being the same person. I love Robert Morris, uh, the leadership leaning we, we have coming out with him. Robert Morris said something so powerful. And he was talking about this idea of, of, of passing these 10 tests and um, making sure that your leadership you know, you really engage in every aspect of who you are. And um, I was so inspired. I'm, I'm, I, I want everybody to read his new book, From Dream to Destiny. Because uh, I, I think everybody has a dream. Every leader has a dream. But to fulfill your destiny, it's about just staying consistent in your character and your integrity. That's right. I think, too, as a younger leader, you know, leading older older uh, older leaders, it, I think there's a level of, like, I'm going to make sure that I honor your experience. Yeah. yeah and definitely. I want to respect where you're from. Right. At the same time, don't confuse my age with my ability. Or, mm. Yeah. Know, I think the, the really <clears throat> cool thing about, you know, so I'm a millennial. You're, you're a Gen Z? I would be, yeah, Gen Z. In your... Rough. In I'm like on the cusp. You're Gen X? <laughs> I don't know. I'm four, I'm 43, about yeah. to turn 44. So yeah, I think you'd it's be... It's like a Gen, Gen X, X millennial. No, you're, you're Gen X. Okay. I think I'm Gen X. Yeah. You know, it's like... I haven't thought about that in a long time, obviously. I know. I just go from like millennial to boomers. There's a whole nother one in between. There's a whole nother I'm one. I'm definitely not a boomer. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I think there, there's, there is like this weird reputation that millennials get that we don't respect the people that are older than us. And Gen Z, it goes like even further. They don't respect anybody, even themselves, clearly. <laughs> oh, um, my gosh. Oh my gosh! But I think you know you addressed it earlier. It's like we just do things differently. Our our work ethic, even though it could be the same, just looks different. That's than right. The work ethic of the generation above us. And That's so right. I think m- more efficient work is still great work ethic. That's right. You know, and respecting, but at the same time, like I don't look at you and go, "Man, your your work is less efficient." So, you know, yeah, you have less respect. No, it's mm. like I honor the ethic. Of it. That's right. Everybody has to figure out, you know, how it plays out for you and who you need to be and how to, I think um, so much of leadership is just trying to get yourself to the best, healthiest version of yourself. Yeah. Whatever that looks like, whatever your generation, whatever your, you know, hours of input, but you got to get strong and you got to get healthy and you got to be the best version of you. Let's go to the next one. Uh, Someone asked, Jimmy asks, there's there's a few Jimmy's on here. Yeah, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy asked... What do you do when you know you're called to leadership, but you don't have any leadership or ministry opportunities? What do you do when you know you're called to leadership, but you don't have any? Well, uh, hit the John Maxwell. That everything rises and falls on leadership. Gosh, it just gets better. Every time. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
I hope I talk so much that one day I sound like that. <laughs> you know, um, so so John would say leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. So I would say to this person, do you have influence? Mm-hmm. So the way that you know, so the way that I know I'm a leader is that I have I have people that are being impacted by my life that I have influence and in. I'm not an influencer, but I have influence. And so I think that, you know, um, in other words, you don't need an opportunity from somebody. Yeah. You're a leader. That's right. So guess what leaders are always doing? They're always leading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, if you ever want to know who's the leader, just so funny. The other day we were, uh, this summer we're in Missouri and we're, 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 uh, with our friend, the great, the great Danny white. And, uh, we're on the dock. It's me and my boys. And they pull up in, in, in the boat to pick us up It's hot, you know, Missouri hot. Gross. And, and, um, and so we're, we got our towels. We're about to get on the boat and they kind of pull up to us. And, and, um, and one of my boys, I think says like, um, can we jump in the water? And, uh, and, and, and I was expecting like, we got to get in the boat. We got to go with Danny. And so I said, no, I'm not going to jump in the boat and jump in the water right now. You know, let, let's, let's get out there. We're going to enter tube. We're going to, we're going to get out. And, um, and Danny says, um, no boys jump in the water right now. And he goes, I'm jumping in right now. And he takes off his shirt. She goes, jump it in. So I, so I, I look and I go, well, Danny's jumping in. Let's go. So I, so I hit my shirt off and I jump in and we're on the water and, and Danny goes, you know what that's called boys? Leadership. <laughs> I go, yeah, it is. Because leaders are leading. Yep. They're always setting the tone. Yep. The, it could be in a small group with three or four people, but that's influence. Mm-hmm. That's leadership going like, we're going to do it. We're going to go. So we're going to make it happen. Right. And I think you don't need a title. You don't need an office. You don't need a position to be a leader. You got to just live that's right. as a leader. How am I impacting? How am I influencing? And how am I getting people to do that in this situation? Because it was so hot. That was the right thing to do <laughs> is jump in the water. And so I think think that you know don't uh i don't know if this is jimmy butler jimmy clausen uh i don't know which jimmy this is a lot of jimmy garoppolo i don't know which jimmy this is but i know that leaders are leading don't wait for somebody to give you a title lead okay let's go to april let's go to your frog do we do do let's do two more two more okay i'll save a funny one for last okay okay i like that i was gonna do the funny one you were gonna do the funny one okay i like this one I like doing a little funny. Funny's no, good. No, I can do this one. We could do two funny ones. Oh, let's do two okay. funny okay. at the end. I like okay. it. Andy asks, Oh gosh, hey, how Andy. do I properly lead my fantasy football team to victory? Okay, so Andy, that's funny. Ha, ha, ha. I'm kidding. Uh, um, <laughs> if I were you, I would just get on the, you know, get on those websites every week. You know, ESPN, all these guys yeah, telling right. you, yeah, get, get out, you know, start this guy. This guy's killing it. What I learned about fantasy is you got to make moves. Mm. You can't just get your team and stick with it. You got to make a lot of moves, make a lot of trades. Uh, it, it, fantasy is a whole nother level of commitment. By the way, I'm in a pick'em league. You, you join the yes. league. Yep. Pick'em league. I like the pick'em league. I just go through all the games that week, pick who's going to win, see how well I did. I, I don't have time to follow you know, the tight <laughs> the end for the Detroit Lions. I'm not doing that this year. So you pick, you pick the players to be on your team. That's fantasy football. Pick'em league is uh, the the Jets are playing the Bills this Monday Who's night. Who's going to win? Jets. Or Bills? Oh, Who's going to win? So Jets or Bills? I could do that because then I just yeah. go by the logos. Okay, by the logos. There you go. So thank you, Andy, for your nice. for your insightful, brilliant question. What's yours? Okay, last one. Uh, this is from Disney Dreamer Twenty Seven. Wow. <laughs> Disney Dreamer. 
We, they're listeners. Of, they're listening. Of so all the we, handles. Um, we of, love you and respect you. Of all the handles, that's got to be one of my Says favorite Frog ones. Case over here. Okay. Disney Dreamer 27. Do you think 27 is the person's age, by the way? Where's the 27? Probably not. Their birth date? Could yeah, be maybe that. birthday. Anniversary yeah. date. Maybe 1 okay. through 26 were taken. Yeah. Biblical number for 27. You know what it is? No. Frogs. Keep going. <laughs> Great. He says... Uh, he must. He must know you have been around you uh, with your kids. Okay. Maybe at Disneyland even. Please teach us how to whistle very loudly. Oh, that's a. I don't know if I can teach you how to do that. <laughs> I can teach you how to Dougie, but I cannot teach you how to whistle like I do. It's a supernatural gift. Do you do the one at the? No, 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 no. Not the fingers in the mouth. Have you ever heard my dad whistle? It's no. real. Okay, I'm gonna back up from the mic here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you heard it? You never heard it? I don't it? think so. Okay. If I'm in Disneyland and my kid's, you know, crying for a churro and I can't find him, he knows the sound. It's a very distinct sound. <laughs> like, how do you do that? That was incredible. <laughs> that's just, that's just, I mean, that's just pure grace of God. That's just anointing. Some people were born with gifts that you just, they're unexplainable. Six things that are, I, I wonder at. Seven things make me marvel. An eagle, a man with a whistle. You know, it's just like, come on. You know, not, every, not everybody can do this stuff, guys. Listen, we're going to be around for a while. Uh, I'm going to follow up with Andy and Disney World 27, but we love you. Keep leading, keep going. You're the best. <laughs>